sound? Sounds great. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Wendy Murdoch, and this is Webinars with Wendy. I've been doing a series of webinars during the pandemic to not only entertain myself, but to educate myself and those around me. I've invited a lot of my friends, and they're all really super cool people, and I know you've been enjoying these webinars quite a bit because they've been fascinating and, and really just the time flies. It's just amazing. Um, we've been working on a new project called SurePaws, which is the Surefoot Pads for Dogs. And while it's not up on my website yet, so you know, people are like, where can I get the SurePaws pads? Well, I'm still working on that. Um, I don't really have uh, anything in stock at the moment, but we will, and they will be available on the MurdochMethod.com backslash shop. Um, but um, I wanted to take advantage of the fact that, that my guest today has been using SurePaws. She's been one of my, my beta testers, and, and she's also a dog groomer, a longtime friend. Um, and she's also a three-hoof surefoot practitioner. You can find out all about what a three-hoof surefoot practitioner is on the Surefoot Equine website, which we've just recently launched. Um, but uh, today we're going to talk about using the same concept for dogs. So I'd like to introduce you to my dear friend, Susie Zielinski, and I'll let her give you a bit of her background. Hi, Susie. Hi, Wendy. Hi, everybody. I'm excited to be doing this and um, excited to share a bit of what I've been uh, experimenting with. Um, I've been uh, grooming dogs most of my life, uh, showing dogs. My mom was the dog person and I got to do horses because I helped her with dogs. So, um, so I've been grooming dogs and had my own dog grooming shop for years and years and um, working with horses, a horse, longtime horse trainer uh, friend that I worked with um, said, what you do in your life is what you do with your horsemanship. So I went, oh, I guess I better be doing the same thing with my dogs. So um, big changes happened and that was um, oh, the late nineties that happened and um, met Wendy in the early 2000s and she kept bugging me to become a Feldenkrais practitioner. Well, yeah, I tried to forgot that I drug into that. <laughs> and, um, five years ago, uh, I was living in Wyoming when I met, when I met Wendy in Northern Colorado and, uh, five years ago, my dad suffered a stroke. So I moved to San Diego to take care of him. I also, oh, it opened an opportunity for me to start, um, Feldenkrais training. So I just finished with my uh, four years of Feldenkrais training. So you're a graduate? Well, we still have two weeks because Zoom, uh, two weeks of Zoom only equals one week of a segment. So okay. we still have- All right, but you're close. You're really close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can practice now. So, so, so yeah, we're- Yeah, but we can't because we can't like do physical contacts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So- <laughs> Uh, so it's okay. Anyway, I'll get better. <laughs> it will. It will. And and while I've been in San Diego, I started grooming just to keep up those skills. And um, I enjoy grooming, not on a full time basis. Uh, it's hard on the body, but um, yeah. So that yeah. when I met you, um, it was I don't know exactly, but it was the early two thousands, and you had also had a pretty severe riding accident too, which is kind of why I steered you toward the Feldenkrais. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, 
I've had a, quite a few uh, mishaps, but that one had come off a horse and um, dislocated my right hip and fractured the pelvis and um, broke my back. Um, so Feldenkrais has been pretty, pretty amazing. Um, it's also quite a, a discovery of self. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an amazing process. And it's, you know, over the four years, the thing that's so notable is how much people change um, through the process. I can remember in my training specifically, there was a woman who could not lay on the floor. She absolutely couldn't do it. Um, and so they would have a table for her and everything. And by the end of, I think even the first year, she could lay on the floor, no problem. And so, you know, it's really, um, if anybody's ever thought about doing a Feldenkrais training, um, it's a pretty transformative experience, even if you're familiar with Feldenkrais before that, because I know Susie you used to do a lot of ATM awareness through movement at home. Yeah. Um, and when I would come out, we'd, I know I would give you some Feldenkrais lessons. So I, I, before we get into the sure pause, I just have one question. Now that you've taken the Feldenkrais training, we're basically going to consider that you've finished it. Um, do you now understand the roots of Surefoot? Maybe, or maybe understand it in a better way. <laughs> um, I don't know why you did that. Yes. Um, you know, there's such depth to it. I mean, there is so much depth and really waking the awareness of, of seeing so much happening in the horses um, and bringing that into the dogs really uh, woke me up to what exactly, what exactly we put our animals through. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is that as you go through the Feldenkrais process, you start to discover other, well, it's, it's all about discovering possibilities, right? That was what Feldenkrais's basis content was, was, for us to achieve our own potential by using our body as a, basically an experiment and learning new possibilities of movement. And, you know, sometimes I don't realize how profound the Feldenkrais method has been on my life because I've been I've sort of, since 85, I've been exposed to it and have had lessons and then of course did all the trainings. And so sometimes it's like, it's hard to think that there's another way to think. Um, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. And so it's so, you know, when people ask me, well, how did you get started with Surefoot and where the idea come from? Well, it really came out of the Feldenkrais method as did Surepaws because that's an extension of Surefoot. Um, but sometimes it's just, you, you don't, it's such the way I think that I don't even, it's just an extension. <laughs> Excuse me. Does that make, I don't know if I'm making sense. Yes. Yeah. I think it's taken everything to a, a way cooler connected level of, of having the Feldenkrais back, background and um, as a riding instructor and a horse trainer and a dog groomer, it's, it's taking, it's just opened my eyes a whole lot deeper and um, and the connection I have with the animals is, is unbelievable. It's, it's wonderful. It really is. That's great. So um, I can't remember, did you start using the horse pads with dogs or, or did you not really start messing with it until you got the sure paws pads? No, I started using um, the, the physio pad. Oh, right. Yeah. 
<clears throat> because last a year and a half ago, I was hit by a car and mm. I was actually in the middle of, of, of a segment and I couldn't go to that segment, my Feldenkrais segment. Um, so I was in a lot of pain, a lot of pain. And um, the ATMs, just visualizing ATMs is what saved me. Um, and because physically it was really hard to move and then uh, just progressed. But you had said, Hey, sit on your, on your physio pad because driving was the hardest. So mm -hmm. I started dry sitting on the, on the physio pad everywhere. <laughs> uh, it stays in the car all the time. Now it's like my physio pad. Cool. And then I got, I got the full, um, um, farrier's pad. So I went from the smaller physio pad is what I started using with the dogs. Right. Then I started, then I moved into the various pad and, um, and then went to. Uh, so just to, just to clarify, she used the half physio pad in her car and then we call it the full physio pad now, but it used to be called the farrier pad because originally we designed it for farriers and that's the pad with the inch of hard material, the orange top with the gray bottom at half inch of medium, just to clarify. Yeah, and then you um, you shipped me to slants and a medium, and so I've been playing with those. Cool. Yeah. And so, just again, just for people to understand, so so what we did with we we had people using the horse sure foot pads with dogs, but what we found was this the area was too small, and the thickness was too great. So. Um, with the help of Felice Deppler in Switzerland, she's also Switzerland and Sweden, who was working with sled dogs, we decided to design the Surepaws pads. And so they come in large and small. Large is the same size as a full physio pad. It's 24 by 16 by an inch. And the small is the same size as a half physio pad, which is 16 by 12 by one inch. So they're only an inch thick. And they have the same um, colored top and then you can flip it over so you have the underside. The one thing we did do with the colored top was we added something called soft sand to give it some grip because we found when the dogs were on the horse pads that the, the colored surface was too slippery. So um, we, we're still, you know, like I, I, there are some pads available and um, I have an order in for some large pads, but we're still working on a few ideas with them in terms of make, uh, sort of connecting them together and that sort of thing, which is why we haven't really fully launched it. But I, so many people were interested after the last talk that we did a little bit about SurePause that I thought it'd be nice to just kind of talk about um, how it was working with grooming because Susie's had, was sending me pictures and I was like freaking out because it was so cool. And I was like, okay, we got to get this on, on record so that it's there when we're when we're ready when we have the products available so it, i know that people are going to go can where can i get a pad just email me at this point at wendy at wendymurdock.com i'll mention it again at the end so um i'm just trying to get the admin side out of the way susie so you can roll so yeah, yeah. Okay. there we go all right so um i have pictures and videos awesome and I'll start with some photos of um, of the half physio. Oh, great. And so how long ago did you start grooming when you were in California? I'm trying to remember now. Oh, let's see. 
I think I've been there a couple years. I just, uh, with COVID, it was shut down. So yeah, it's kind of gotten in the way of things, but basically you've been grooming all kinds of dogs for your whole life. It sounds like I mean, my life. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. I don't really know you from the dog side because we've always interacted on the horse side. And then when you said you were grooming again, I was like, great. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a grooming shop that is also a pet store. It's not set up very user-friendly. Um, it's noisy, so it's really hard on the dogs because of the dryer sound. I have everything muted, so I hope it comes out muted. So you don't, if it, if if it, you start to play it and it doesn't, I'll tell you how to change the sound. Okay. And, um, so mostly what I have been doing is just because they were really appreciative of me. Um, I've just been doing Feldenkrais work on the dogs, but what happened with the pads allowed things to integrate a whole lot faster oh cool yeah it it really i mean it's really interesting and it just opened me to be aware of injuries of um of their the biggest thing is their anxiety because um grooming is not easy and also one thing that isn't always but with in with groomers is um to watch the dogs to be aware of the dogs and notice the dogs it's just taught basically how to groom a dog and how to bathe the dog and what needs to be done so slowly things are changing in the industry where dogs are being considered like it is in the horse industry you know yeah. or considering the dogs so um anyway i'm gonna go to my share screen Awesome. And um, yeah, we'll go. I'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, cool. Oh, the first two are. Um, I have to. I have to brag about that one. I was gonna um, say you made a wedge. Either I sent you a wedge or you made a wedge. I'm not sure which. Yeah, these were. Oh. These were a, a wedge you had sent me in some prototypes, and we had taken a long drive. Actually, it was it during the sure surefoot. Uh, on the drive out to Colorado last summer, my oh. daughter sat in this seat and it was so horrible. We put that wedge down and she said, that's what made the drive bearable. You know, I've, so I, I, um, I thought I'd share that. That's awesome. And I keep, I do have these prototypes of plants for car seats and um, I've given out several and they never come back. <laughs> And one of these days we'll get them in. And it's another project that, you know, we've got a few projects running around here. No lack of ideas. Okay. This is Emma. She belongs to a, a, a close horse friend of mine, actually. Uh, Emma had a back injury um, a year and a half prior to this. This was last summer. And so I'd done her a few times. Um, she had quite a bit of anxiety and and really was not happy to go to the dog groomer. Uh, by the time we were, you know, well into how many times I did her, she was happy to come in. She'd come in wagging. She does um, positive reinforcing and she's an agility dog. So cool. this is this this is Emma. You can see she's all happy sitting on her on her on her pad. Yep, and she's on the on the medium side of the half physio pad. 
Yes. Yeah. How, how common is it for dogs to have injuries that we don't notice or that go undiagnosed? A lot. There's a, there's a lot of, of um, slip stifles, patella issues and hip issues that most people don't know until all of a sudden the dog yips. Right. I have one actually in here that should show. Um, and, you know, it's amazing how many dogs are, 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 have issues with wolf. just, you know, walking or laying down uh, dogs that are in the car. Uh, my personal dog had been trampled by a horse. So, um, so she, she lays in a pad, she gets panicky in the car. So she actually lays on the pad. I have a pad for her too. So, um, so it's really, you know, interesting to, um, yeah, because I think that that's, you know, I mean, we're just recognizing physical therapy for horses and when it's an athletic dog, like an agility dog, I think they're probably a little quicker because they're seeing a change in performance, but for, um, you know, a lot of pets, I think that's the kind of thing that's not, we don't notice it until it's so severe that something has to be done about it. Um, we do have a question. Oh, about explain okay. about the both sides of the pad. Let me just talk about that for a second. So oh, yeah. the, the physio pad is the only pad that's made from two different materials, two different types of pads that we have. So the, the, if on this pad here, when you look at it, you see the gray surface, that's a half inch of the medium material. So it's the same as the violet pads for the horses, the surefoot pads for horses, the medium. Um, we just made it gray because we knew this pad was going to be used by farriers. It was going to be on the ground. We started out with white because that was what was available. And we really quickly went, and we've got to change that color. Um, so gray doesn't show a lot of dirt, um, but it is the same material as the violet medium. The other side of the pad where you see the, the one inch of white-ish color, sort of cream, that's the hard material. And so that's the same density as the hard pad and the hard slant. Yeah, I found that while grooming that they did not feel as secure on with that pad on the table. Um, they would play around with it, but I just found that they felt, uh, seemed to feel a lot more secure um, with touching the gray yeah, material. Yeah, and that, that makes sense to me on a grooming table because it's going to have a little more give and receive them a little more, make them feel more stable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. This dog looks so curious and happy to be sitting there. Oh, she is. She's, she's a love. She really is. And uh, wasn't that way when she first started coming in. But after, after this, she just, she loved her Aunt Susie. <laughs> okay. So this is um, a Bashan that I had done. Um, Oh, about a year previous to this time, and her pattern still, if you can believe her, she's a matted mess. Her owner had cancer and had died, oh. and um, one of the caregivers had um, taken the dog. Um, she didn't know where to find me, and ironically, she was a, care a caregiver in the facility where my dad was. In her care, and my dad knew even through all of that because he'd seen many matted bichons before, because that's what my mom raised and bred and showed. Oh. Um, she, she was pretty well known in bichons. My dad saw him too, so he said, "That's a bichon." 
and my daughter grooms them and they just connected. So this is Tilly and Tilly had two um, uh, both stifles really, really loose, especially the left one. And what's really interesting in, in the, looking at the pictures of Tilly is, here's the next one when I had her done. Wow, that's a transformation in itself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so uh, I was able to keep some hair on her, and she has lovely coat, even for a pet quality Bashan, lovely coat to be able to brush through. But what was really interesting I found with Tilly is that she would take that left hind and take it off and put it back on, take it off and put it back on the, the pad. Wow. And she'd even go to the point of see how her toe is kind of on there. Yeah. So she'd rock her toe on and off of it. Oh, wow. And, Look um, at that smiley face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you can see, um, she, even in this photo, you can kind of see how her, that area of her stifle kind of pops out. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty weak. And, um, she loves the pad. <laughs> she definitely loved the pad. She was so happy to find me. And then when I put the pad, cause I didn't put her on the table with the pad and I went, okay, I got to get my pad. Put her on the pad and she just relaxed so wow anyway those are you can see her just kind of rocking she would just rock on that edge of the pad yeah fascinating yeah and, you know and so one of the things that makes sure pause and this is still a sure foot pad uh, but it's, it's it is in the lineup um as opposed to a lot of the other things that are available, like the fit pause stuff is all air filled and it's for developing strength and proprioception and that sort of thing. But if you put a dog on something that's air filled and, and it's a kind of a rounded shape, all the objects have a bit of a round to them. You're actually potentially putting more stress on these joints because they're having to fight with the pushback from the air. Um, and not that there isn't a place for fit paws, and it's certainly a very popular, uh, there's a, quite a variety of, of equipment that they use, but the intention here is completely different in that we're looking at something that's going to give to, to the dog's weight and, and give them that same proprioceptive feedback um, like the horses, and it's, um, instead of challenging them, it's receiving them. It's kind of helping them figure out where they are. So, you know, a lot of people are familiar with fit paws and their whole thing. And so that's what the primary difference is, is they're all air filled. And what we're trying to do is provide the same kind of awareness and comfort that we do for the horses. And she clearly got the hang of that. Oh She's yeah. Like, oh yeah, definitely. And, um, and it was really nice because, um, you know, trying to, go through all of that hair and mats is not easy on a dog. And for the most part, most people would uh, shave them down. But, um, um, but she was, she, she handled it just fine. I don't think she would have if it were somebody who weren't patient. And I did a lot of Feldenkrais T-Touch work right. with her when she came in. So. And that's just a lovely combo is using the T-Touches with the pads. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I have the ability to do more, um, but T-Touch is so available and I can work with other people. In fact, I've helped people. I've sent them to Linda site, um, you know, the owners that have pets with physical you know, limitations and, and, it, and it really seems to help. They really appreciate it. The owners definitely do too. Okay. So now we have, oh, here's, here's the happy smile. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yep. Yeah. And she's still got that foot just kind of on the edge of that pad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she took it off there. Okay. So then this is, this is a dog that came in uh, for the first time and had been traumatized. So I brought the dog in and put it on the pad. Uh, I put the pad on the table, put the dog on the pad first. So I'll replay it again. And you can see the dog looking around, very worried, looking at everything, checked out the pad. Uh, shaking. I don't, and I know that our, our video is a little bit slower, but the dog has a lot of shake. Well, and you can just see the concern in their face. Her, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then I took the pad away and you could see the difference wow. in that dog when I took the pad away. See the hind feet are out, toes are splayed, her, she's, she's dropped her sternum. Yeah, much more she's crouched. Very crouched, um, holding her breath, barely taking any, 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 I'll do it again. You can see she just gets way more concerned. And keep in mind, there's loud dryers going on. So. Right. And how long did you have her on the pad in the first moment? Uh, the first moment I'd had her on the um, pad for probably about mm, five minutes. Okay. And yeah. so then this was when you took her off. And this is taking her off. So here I put her back on the pad again and she's sitting. She considers me more. She starts to pant. And ears come back lick. She starts to think about laying down, but the noose is, is blocked her. So you start, see, there's a little concern. Because there's rules about keeping a noose on a dog when they're on a table. You can see the panting yeah, the, more is going diaphragm. The face and, and there that the the face is so different. Oh, she'd love to lay down, wouldn't she? Yeah. So I just lowered. I just took the loop down. <clears throat> she thought about it, and you see the difference in and um, just that time. Just well, in that so amazing to me because I'm, you know, I'm, I, to be honest, I've, I've never watched a dog being groomed. Okay. Um, but the difference in the facial expression that you pick up with being on the pad and not being on the pad is, I mean, even though she's got all that hair, you can feel the tension, almost see the tension in the facial muscles between oh, yes. the two. It's you know, like there, the softness that's come in and the softness over the eyes. And of course, the, the little more smile in the face. Um, wow, that's quite impressive. Yeah, a big difference in her. And um, um, she'd been to a groomer previously and had, had uh, came home with a lot of trauma. So 
She had heard through the grapevine I was doing Feldenkrais and T-Touch. And um, so she called up the place and asked, requested me. So the owner had. So, um, so this is what, you know, I was prepared at least for that. Not all of them come that way. I, I, I get them and I'm like, oh, I can't start on this dog. I need to really spend time with them. Yeah. So, okay. So now there she is, groomed. Oh, oh, look at that. <laughs> so she's considering me. She's looking to me, more like and chewing. Lick, lick, lick. Well, it's like she actually had a good time getting her hair done. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, the whole time she's just, you know, continually with me. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so rewarding to see the differences in them to go, oh, I can have a, you know, a better, a better um, experience with all of this. And uh, see the relaxed tongue this time. Yeah. Well, and the eyes are bright and open, you know, and yeah. And the and eyebrows can, aren't all puckery. Yeah. And her tone is, you can just see her skin looks a lot softer and much more relaxed, even though she's panting, it is all tight. You, you don't see ribs and, um, you know, that's a big difference there with her. Big difference, yeah. Okay. All right. This was, and you can see this dog was not on a pad. This dog had fallen off a grooming table <laughs> at another grooming shop. And so she was really insecure. So, and, so if that happens and they have the noose, are they basically strangling unless till you get them? Um, if, well, the, the, the noose keeps them on there, but if they get, get wiggly, and this was a wiggly dog, uh, an insecure dog kind of, goes into you, climbs into you, much like a horse that feels like they need to push on you until you, you know, help them out, which I found the slants help with that. Um, but she, um, she had taken a tumble off a table. I don't know how it happened, what was the background, but... Um, so, yeah, you didn't get a lot of information. No, so um, putting her on the regular table, I'll, Play it again. You know, she's she's more of an insecure, happy, but very, very stressed over, you know, checking in, can I come on you? Can you come get me? Right. Um, <clears throat> the noose is keeping her there. And of course, it's hard to take, take video of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then I put the pad down. Oh, and also this dog has... Um, uh, uh, was not a candidate. They were going to have a, her ACL surgery done and she would hide her left hind all the time and sit on her left hind. And so she wasn't a candidate because the hip was not strong enough oh. to be able to handle, handle the surgery. Was so, the left, left hip, left ACL, sorry. Yes, yeah. So uh, you saw the one without the pad on the table and I just put the pad on the table and I did a little work in between with her. So she's checking the, the pad out with the pad there and she's resting that hip on that pad. It was really interesting just to kind of observe. And uh, 
Um, and then I'll go to here. And then she's on the pad. She comes off the pad. She tucks one hip. So she, she chose that all by herself. She chose it by herself. Wow. Yeah. And then I had to adjust the pad in order for me to, and see, she switched hips. Yeah, that's what I was just noticing, is that she's yeah. not resting on the same hip. Yeah. Oh, look at that. So now she tucked that hip again. Um, and she just, she's really interesting, because she just, it took me a while to get to the grooming. I was late with the grooming. But this was so interesting for her to change from side to side. And... And, he, and just consider actually, you know, allowing the left hip to come out. And so, so just to clarify, all you did was like place the pad on the table and then she chose to, to mess around and switch hips and stay on it and get off. It doesn't look like she wanted to get off. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then I did, I did some work around her sternum. I did some work around on her ribs and, I didn't do much of anything on the hind end, just stayed away, you know, just, just so she knew I wasn't going to go into that area. Um, I worked on occiput, you know, or her, yeah. and down her cervicals, but mostly her sternum and, um, and lots of changes happened. Um, it's just really interesting to see. And then I give her the, the, the noose to be able to lay down. And then she was able to um, come off, feel the pad, come off the pad, go back on the pad. It was really interesting to- Wow. Think. So this is make, okay, my brain's starting to work. You know, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm wondering if we need to create a pad that's not the whole size of your table because I'm wondering how important it is for the dogs to be able to move on and off of it, or or would it be better to have the whole table covered? Well, that's been my question for a while, uh, especially with the bigger dogs. So right, yeah, true. These are all small dogs. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple bigger dogs too. Um, but this is, um, you know, I'll play it again. Um, it it's. The hardest part of it is, is that, you know, I mean, the dogs are coming to me for grooming and I'm geeking out over watching movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so. the thing is, when you, and it's like the horses, when you take the time to acknowledge them and to give them a moment to feel, to feel it out and then feel secure, like the Bichon, when they see you again, they're all, they're like really happy and they're going to enjoy the process instead of being fearful of it. And then, which in the end takes so much longer, like spending the time up front always pays off in the end. You know, oh, yeah. it pays you back in spades and watching this dog um, explore, I mean, really explore and check this out just, um, you know, just gets my brain going in a, in a 90 miles an hour, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it, it's, it's really interesting just to, you know, to watch and, and it's like, okay, I, I like to have a, a space to be able to play with all of this. And yeah. And, and I'm just wondering, I mean, the grooming tables themselves, their surface is a pretty rigid, um, um, I don't, I don't think it's foam rubber. It's a rubber, right? It's a rubber on, on, on plywood. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and so it's going to be a pretty hard surface for one thing. Um, and would not be difficult to actually create a surface, you know, like I'm just thinking, do you really need the, the inch of hard or is a half inch of medium sufficient to be an inviting place for the dog? Or is it that it is the thick, I don't know, keep going, keep going. I know you've got some of the other pads, so I'll shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, here's. That's her again. And then, and then there she is laying and trying out. Trying out. See how she's taking it now to her elbows? Yeah, yeah. wow. So we've, we've got a question from Martha. Hi, Martha. Martha Jordan, I've been working with a very insecure rescue border collie puppy with an injury. I put him on the grooming table and use a loop to help him engage his bane versus curling up every time I touch him. This pad large enough for a dog his size, about a half the size of the grooming table would work for this, even a narrower pad. Yeah, and so we do, um, this, this is the half physio pad, it's 16 by 12, and the full physio pad is 24 by 16. And I'm just wondering, Martha, if you even just started with a full physio pad with that dog just to see, it would just be twice the size of this one. Um, it would certainly be worth a shot. Oh, you have a potential spam call. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you took a screenshot. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so here's a little, just a little chihuahua that came in. Oh. And, the, and by then you can see it was October is when I saw you and I got my pads from you, so. Right, so, so everybody looking at this picture, the pad, the purple pad now is the, the full size sure paws pad it's 24 by 16 by one inch it's the same material as the horse medium which is why it's violet it is the same material on the violet side as what the previous dog the gray color was so um and the slant is 16 by 12 i think it is and it it goes up to three inches height at the back um, and it's the full slant. We're going to make a smaller slant to go with the smaller pads um, just because this one's like so big. But yeah, cool. All right. Tell us the story here, Susie. This so, is so this was just a little, um, a little chihuahua that came in. Um, and I found it really interesting that these little dogs, these little dogs really like the slants wow. <laughs> a lot really interesting and most of them have pretty weak hind ends um i would use the slants for doing nail let's just basic nail trims dogs that come in for just nail trims and um and so um you know it's real interesting to find how they it's similar to the horses in a in a in a different way but similar i don't know that sounds Oxymoron, but no, it, it doesn't. It, I get it. It's because it's. I'm so used to horses. I can read the horse really fast. I'm not used to dogs. I haven't had one for so long because I travel so much that they just can't handle it. Um, but it's interesting watching their faces because it turns out I can read them looking at the comparisons you've just shown us. Yeah, and, and you can see how quickly the face change. I feel like the dog is that a spaniel in the background. I feel like he's jealous. Oh. <laughs> Well, I feel like he's looking this way going, hey, can I have a pad? Um, but 
this the slant goes back to what Robin Shelton Larson said from Australia, who's been doing uh, um, physical therapy on dogs using the slant, and she can feel the psoas release. Oh yes. So yes. Um, it makes sense to me that this little dog would really find that pleasurable because, like, when she's palpating them and working with them, she can feel that. And we can only assume that in horses because they're so big, we can't feel their psoas, but. Um, she, Robin has reported that that's, she really likes using the slants and, um, for that very purpose, which would kind of help everything out because the psoas is tied into the diaphragm and, you know, right. on and on and on. And, and interesting, um, you know, when I observe them and I'm seeing, I can see all small, just small muscles starting to just start moving, having little, little movements happening. And they start to move and there's the teeniest little sway that happens. Oh, Most, really? Oh, you yeah. see the sway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Once they find it and that, I mean, they seek it out. They'll start backing up to try to find or search out to try to find the, the pad once you used it. So it's really interesting just to observe, you know, seeing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of interesting confirmation in front there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but is it my imagination or is that dog standing so much more square behind? Go back. Can you go back? Yeah. Just yeah. looks so much more solid behind. Yeah, maybe mm -hmm. not as much yeah. as I thought, but you can see there's a change in the in the whole base of the neck, shoulder, and wither area between the two pictures. And yes, the dog was looking at us in the first one and not looking at us in the second one, but I still feel like there's something that's changing in the base of the neck. Um, and well, the and this particular dog would just kind of go, just like the horses do, just kind of... Uh, wow. Um, and... Um, and it, it, it was pretty interesting. I didn't get video of it, but it's okay. I got photos. It, it, you know, like I've realized I don't have a lot of pictures when I start with a horse because I'm too busy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Someone else there standing with the camera. So this is a golden doodle puppy for its first grooming. Um, very cute. And um, in their they're they're flopsy much put the poodle out of them tend to be you know that way and this dog was all over the table and i did a little bit of work on him put put the pad on put on the pad and um she it was hard for this dog for me to step back away to get video but um i asked her to stay the table doesn't look as big as I expected it when you step back yeah. with the dog. Yeah. Yeah. So um, um, the pad calmed her down. When the pad wasn't on there, she was leaning, searching out anybody to, right. to, to. Well, and you can see to. how, like, even in that picture, like she's got her head so cocked, but the, all the, like the weight's gone past her front foot, right? Her shoulder weight, her left shoulder's way past her left foot, which doesn't even look like it may have much weight on it. And then she has to counter with her head tilt. Yes, yeah. It's real interesting, these puppies. Okay. Um, so this, yeah, who's the one above that we, that we skipped? This is, that's 
That's Mick J. He, um, the uh, manager of the shop, this is the dog that I do. She asks, she requests me to do them. And, um, and he's never a happy camper. <laughs> um, not a happy camper to get groomed. Uh, he got better as time went on. Uh, well, it looks definitely... like he had his paws. I, I, I don't know if you can make the picture uh, um, bigger, but you see where you can see the imprint of where his paw was. Oh, yes. See that? Yeah. So it did, it did give to his right front foot. Yes. Very clearly. Yeah. Okay. And that's my dog. Which one? <laughs> That oh, <laughs> yeah. She was in for grooming that day. Okay, oop, go back. So this dog came in um, with some trauma. Um, very disassociated, and a huge change after being on the pads. Um, I let this dog because it just would hang and hang in the noose so I didn't Ooh. want it to hang even though I offered more to, to stand it would hang so this dog um, I just let it sit on the pads for a while and um, I took pictures of the dog on the pads you can see the slants there yep and then I brought the slant up and just placed it on there and the dog put itself on the on the slant <clears throat> and I do a little bit of brushing a little bit of Feldenkrais and um, still a little more disassociated you won't believe the difference in this starts to look at me and then I had the slant kind of offset of the of the medium pad the purple pad mm -hmm. and so that dog was like take its lay its foot off off the pad and onto the slant and just kept trying it out. So because my table wasn't long enough, I had to move everything to get the slant to sit stable on the, on the table. And I just let the dog kind of mess around with that. And you can see right there. Oh, yeah. So just kept taking that foot on and off. And then there's a grooming after it was groomed. Still checking out the slant. <clears throat> and there's the dog. Wow. I didn't get video of of them of them before, but you see the difference. I mean, it, this dog was so disassociated. Right. And um, I just so interesting to see the difference. Do you get to see these dogs again? A lot of them I do, but I only would groom there once a week. And then if I was in Feldenkrais or anything with my dad, you know, I'd have to take the time off. Most right. people would wait and request when they request me, they would wait. Because um, it's got to be that you really want to see them again after this kind of experience because, oh, yeah. you know, you know that it's been a positive experience. He's so cute. Look at those ears. And, um, and you really, you know, don't want them to be set backwards. I'm sure that you get very attached to the dog's room. Oh, yes. I definitely do. Yeah. 
Okay. So now we have, okay. This dog is a throttle. And throttle's a beagle, and his dad is a Harley Davidson, um, owns a Harley Davidson shop. So throttle went everywhere in his truck. Well, throttle decided to jump out, and, um, and he broke his back. So they didn't really know at first until all of a sudden, about two weeks after he came out, because he seemed like he was fine, and about two weeks later, he could not pick up his hind end. So throttle drags his hind end everywhere and they've tried him with his wheelchair. Uh, and, um, and you know, that takes some finesse to make that a positive thing. Yeah. And, um, but throttle came in and he, in true beagle form, that's what he does. <laughs> Barks and gets panicky. And so he barks so much that when he barks, he throws himself back. Oh. So, yeah. And you can see, I don't, the video's not showing much there, but I just want to show you the first part. So then I sit down. It's hard for me to video and support him. So, because he'll, he'll fall off the table. So I have to support him. But you can see the diaphragm when he barks. He is so, so tight and, and constricted at the lower, at the lower ribs and, and just at thoracic to lumbar area, which is where the break happened. Um, he, he's so tight in there. So I did a lot of T-touch and a lot of easy work with his ribs and sternum. Um, and, uh, um, and, and a, and a lot of changes. This dog gets so nervous that he poops and pees all over, which is why there's a, a towel on the pads. Well, I was going to ask you about bowel and bladder control with the break. Yeah, yeah. He he just they have a diaper on him, so um, so I put a towel so that my pads were protected. Yeah, um, and, and also you can easily just for anybody that's that's wondering, the pads will not absorb anything, and you can wash them with soap and water and disinfect them that way so yeah and so um the pads i had the the medium pad and you can see i'm i'm showing the pads you can see there's a a the slant is underneath his hind end and that's when i saw big changes because i had worked with him before but then when i got the slant a, a a big change started happening with that support back there and so you somebody see, asked if the towel inhibited feeling. I think the answer is no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, a, an interesting part too with him is there's another in another video too. Is this right hind always would just flop out, just yeah. flop out, um, and uh, he uh, he started to feel around even with the towel. He would just start feeling around with that foot, he would bring that, that, that foot up. So you can see where I'm pointing out where, where, where that area is, that's really um, affected. Right. Um, not a lot of movement. So. And, and this guy, I mean, it was, it's, he's, it's a tough thing for him. You see that, see the, yeah. 
at his diaphragm there and and in the video I'm you can't hear me but I'm trying to explain where I'm seeing um, the change so it's more of I'm bringing awareness to the high those ribs yep and um, and and, and kind of I started to put in a couple of places more of a constraint on one of the of his um on one side of the diaphragm then I go to the other and um in the barking piece of it and then start to work on on those ribs so that's the configuration that I had under the towel right so yeah it's tough when your table your, it looks like you're you'd like your table a little bigger yeah I I would I mean sometimes they get uh, swallowed up by the tiny dogs but but right. yeah for, for yeah and, you know it's there's that's the thing is it's it there's always a reason why you want something different right <laughs> right okay so this one photos um this is a puppy a little terrier mix that came in for his first grooming and um there she is on the slant <laughs> that's so interesting <laughs> on the slant Likes the, slant. the angle, yeah. Let's just check out the angle. Really, really interesting to see that. <laughs> it was a cute puppy. Very cute. Yeah. Oh, and then here's a skipper key mix. Liked the slants too. That is uh -huh. really fascinating because that I, you know, like I spent a little time with Robin in Australia last October and she went to work on some uh, whippets and they were all lure coursing performance dogs and she would set up her table and just have the slant, but a they all seem to like to want to stand on the slant. Yeah. Heel, yeah. heel high, just like the horses. Yes. And, um, and I would move the dog or I'd move the slant and the dog would find the slant. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. There's that puppy again after. Oh, very cute. Yeah. And so this slant for anybody who's watching, it's um, the, the yellow top, the firm slant. So we have firm slants and hard slants for the horses. Hard slants are made out of the same as the hard material and they're colored pink. Um, firm slants are made out of the same material as the firm pads, the, which is the charcoal and are yellow topped and so the color is uh coordinates with the pad density um and this is a, a pad that it's the same um length it's the 16 inch long to match with the large sure paws pad which you can see there they match the end to end and so when, with the smaller pads we, we are now going to produce a smaller slant to, to match with that because because we've decided that that's what we need <laughs> And here's a um, a dachshund. Love the slant. Also, yeah. <laughs> um, I do a lot of nail trims on on dachshunds um, because um, their nails tend to um, grow fast and curl a lot. And so, trying to get people on a on a nail trim schedule is um, can be difficult. Um, and you do have to watch nails with your pads because if a dog starts to claw and they have nails, they're going to start ripping up the pads. I mean, that's just one of the um, things about dogs is not to let them bite the pads or claw the pads. Right. Okay. And then I had forgotten my pads, but I had my fizzy, my, my full 
um, yeah. barriers pad. And this was a little dog that um, had uh, traumatized too. Um, and uh, this was the second time that I'd done this dog. Uh, the owner was so, so happy. Um, and this was the second time I did her. And uh, so I thought, oh, I'll still get my pad out. And um, hadn't had a pad with her before. So I thought, I'm going to try this and see. I didn't get a picture of what she had done on the pad, though. But it was just nice to see her be on the pad. There she is. I flipped it. And um, what is she? They seem to a cockapoo, little okay. mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a cute girl. Okay, then this is a Yorkie that has both bad stifles, bad hips, waddled. Its back was roached really a lot. I mean, severely roached. Um, and she spent a lot of time trying to find a way out the door uh, mentally. So um, having this, the, the slant on there allowed her to play around with it. And I moved the slant in many different places. Uh, but you can see mentally she was out that the door's right behind her, <laughs> uh, mentally out the door. So I moved the slant over into the corner and eventually she started to um, um, seek out the slant. So and her back does look really bunchy and tight. Oh yeah, very much so. Very much so. And she just had a real depressed um, yeah. demeanor. And that then I moved the pad over to the corner and she hung out there. Makes you realize how tiny they are when you see that all four feet are on the slant and there's still plenty of room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so a little bit of... And then let's see. I came to the other side and took a picture there. She started considering me. I helped her get rid of her eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> this was after her bath and I started grooming and um, brought her back, you know, more towards me. And she said, still, still checking out the pad. Um, she spent after her bath and after I started to groom her a little bit more, she would circle, circle off the, the slant onto the purple and circle back again. So she's circling in this high-low place. But she much preferred it where she was looking. There she is. Oh, cool. It's so fascinating. Because in yeah, it's so cute. It it seems in the grooming environment, it seems uh, uh, a little more obvious to me the changes because because you're actually having to do something to the dogs that and there's a time frame for doing that. Um, but you're at the same time you're giving them plenty of choice. But it seems like it's a little more condensed and you can see the effects of it a little bit easier. Like the dogs I've worked with. 
um, you know, you're, you, you just spend a couple minutes playing, you know, playing, having them go over the pads and you give them a break, but here you do have to do something with these dogs. So it's the, the com combination of doing your job, but making your job not only easier, but making it better for the dogs because they're getting an opportunity to kind of sense themselves and figure out that they're okay at the same time as they're making that association with you of, hey, wait a second, this is a person who's actually considering me. Well, you know, it's very interesting, just like um, what Sharon Wilsey says, when you start to, you know, to speak with them in their nonverbal way and you consider their body language and how they speak to you. And I've been doing this so long that you just kind of intuitively know. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's really hard because as a groomer, you have, you, you know, you are attached to an outcome. You've got to get the dog groomed. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty picky. Give me the time I need. And so many people worry about that. You know, we're on the dog's watch, not, not yours today. Right. So um, if they want somebody else and they're not uh, okay with that, then, you know, I'll, I'll pass them up. And um, if, if I see the dog needs the time, I, I give them that time. And, and above all, you know, you're just searching. You're just searching for the possibilities and searching for um, the connection and, and the movement and giving them the opportunity to, to, to let go of the anxiety piece. And I will say there's a lot too of helping the vagus nerve through yeah. all of this too, you know, and, and I have another dog on here that I'll. Oh, great. Yeah. No, this is really fascinating. Um, um, so I posted this one on my Facebook page, um, a Mastiff that came in. Um, and all I did for this dog was nails and she'd been, her nails had been done out of that. And they couldn't get rid of the vet anymore. So um, they had talked to me, asked me, because the manager said, hey, talk to Susie. So I said, let's try it. I could not do her on the ground. I had to put her on a table. Um, because on the ground, she just would flip out and panic and go to flight mode right away. Mm. So on the table, this here's my video of her. And I can, I can try and slow this down too, but I'll let it kind of yeah, go. You can see she's panting really fast. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you see the tension in her ears and I had done a little bit of work in order to get her to this point um, and to let go enough to back up to take video. Right. Um, but, oh, she just, she had so much, so much, so much worry I'll start off with. Yeah, tons of anxiety. Yeah, and so look at all the hair. Oh. This is not a dog being groomed. This is a dog that came in to get her nails done. So you see the stress yeah. of letting go of all that hair. Now, granted, she hadn't been, had a bath for a while, but Still. this was this wasn't me getting that hair out of her. This is her shedding hair all over the place. And, um, but she seems pretty happy to be sitting on that pad. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. She, 
the more that, you know, I do a little bit of, of, of Feldenkrais work on her. Um, I hadn't even touched nails at this point. Oh, you know, sure. This yeah. Was, <laughs> this was, this, that was far from my mind at that time. It was more to help this dog to get to a point where we could get to that. And I did end up getting them done, which I didn't think I would that day. So this I'm almost wondering one is, this dog, if the, if the um, farrier's pad, the phys full physio pad might've been um, better uh, only because of how I know it helped me. Um, oh yeah. Because the, the material, yeah. this is a little bit springy, especially as an inch, whereas the hard material, I, you know, after I had that surgery two years ago where they had to reattach glute medius, they had to re it was three quarters severed the tendon. So they stitched and I couldn't stand on my left leg for three weeks until I finally was washing my pads to go to Costa Rica. And I just, well, what if I stood on it? I could stand on it for 15 seconds without holding on where I could not stand at all mm -hmm. without holding on to something without that pad. But it, it, it has, um, and if you ever get to see this dog again, that's what I would suggest is you, you see if you have that pad with you, if it's a different, because it, it, what we find, and this is kind of, it's going to be a little weird. Okay. Um, but I had in a, an intuitive walk over all of the pads. And when she got to the physio pad, she said it had a very cooling effect. And um, we've, Robin Hood and I have talked about this many times because I put a person on it that had a head trauma and she'd had a headache for two weeks and it instantly went away. And Robin put somebody on that physio pad that had, a, a, you know, the classic Dowager's hump thing going on. And the person's without any verbal directive at all, with no directive actually, just stood up straight. And so it has something to do with really giving you a, a feedback of where your weight is in space or, sub, I don't know, supporting you. It's kind of weird, but we've had a number of kind of interesting things happen with that pad and looking at this dog and seeing how worried she is. It just, that's what comes to mind to me is the next time if you see her again and to see if you have that pad and if there's a difference, I just love to know. Yeah. Anyway, but, but this one still worked, which is awesome. You, you can see, you can see like there on the video how much weight she's putting on that left front. Yes. Got a lot of pressure on it, right? She's yeah. really sinking in. And what the physio pad would do was give to that, but in a way that's not springy. Um, anyway, but it, she's definitely checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, I, I really believe that uh, I would not have gotten to the nails had she not had the pads. Wow. Oh, yeah. So now she starts considering me more. And she starts trying different, her front end, she starts, starts, starts shifting a lot more. Mm -hmm. And see how her, her, her legs start, um, relaxing she's testing out a little bit more well and her just her ribs look softer oh definitely and there she's got a softer look and then, so this is her actually going hello i mean she yeah. stopped to actually start considering me again and i think that's the biggest thing i see the changes is they start trusting and considering so. And that's, that's such a significant thing we see with the horses as they, they look that I, I, I call it the, who are you moment. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, when they stop and go, who are you? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And now you can start skin softening up more. The jowl starts relaxing more. So how long, how long, uh, I should have looked at the time of the first photo to this photo, which I didn't do. Um, but roughly, was that, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour? I, I gave this, um, I think she was there a total of about 25 minutes. And the time of the pads was maybe about 10 to 15. Okay. So really so. not long, considering how stressed she looked. No. Yeah, we can go back to the first one. Yeah, because that was 11. That time was a 1 out. On that one. Yeah, and our last really. one was 1 4, you know, late to 1 14. So yeah. six minutes, really. Yeah. Oh, eight minutes. 108. No, six minutes. Wow, that's really not long. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to get her, when she got on the, on the table, to just, I mean, her nails were like this. Yeah. And the table was rocking away, you know, of course they feel unstable. So it took me a, I, there's no way I could grab a camera at that time. No, so, right. Exactly. So, so, so even if it was 10 minutes, that's really not that long when you think about it. Right. Right. Exactly. So, um, and then, you know, it, it, then she started to kind of try out when I did her nails, she was standing on the, um, the hind feet were on the slants. Oh, Okay. So um, it's really interesting because, you know, they have a backup in them too, where they push back like a horse does. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I have used the slant to help that. Yeah. And I turned it to help them find it forward again. They're very similar to a horse that way, I find. So this is... This is just another another cute little dachshund that likes the slant. It's popular. Yeah, the cute little eyes. What? What's up? <laughs> and that was Mick J. After his when I when I see he liked the slant too. Yeah. There he is. Oh, very nice. So this is a Havanese um, that belongs to a horse friend. Actually, she owns the place where I board my board my horse um, and where I teach out of. So um, I also groom her dog. And so this Havanese, sorry, I gave her a butt shot, but yeah. <laughs> um, but um, this is Cha Cha, and um, she has a tendency to get climb into your lap. <laughs> And also um, uh, hang forward into the noose, and so the the slant really helped her in the front part, wow. as opposed to the hind legs. Right. So she really um, she really in, does well with this, and um, nobody had been have ever groomed her. I, I was the first one to start grooming her, and. Um, and so during COVID, I was, I started teaching her mom how to groom her. <laughs> so that was the video I tried to send you. There she is. Ah. That's cha-cha. But so. that's interesting that the, because you could see on the slant, she was able to kind of find purchase with her front feet to stabilize instead of the chest leaning. Exactly. 
I can go back to one of those videos again and see that she 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 will go back and forth on the table so um what you see that's why because i'll move her hind end around and and she would just stabilize from the front end and Mm. um, she tends to be really stiff and um protective of this right right elbow Mm -hmm. so and of course she has splayed out front front legs Mm so um especially one um i believe it's the left so we'll go back to that one yeah you can see the left one turns out a lot more yeah yeah and so the right one she tucks in a lot more and gets protective of it yeah well it looks like that's her supporting leg yes yeah. So, you know, why would you yeah. want to okay. give up your supporting leg? It's the thing that's holding you up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, then here was another golden doodle and she'd had a tra- traumatic experience um, from a groomer before. And um, it, she was really, she'd get really panicky with her feet out uh, on the table if I moved even just to try to clip her and um, so you can see now the pad because she's a big girl yeah um, pad is, she's she's got all of her feet and she's pretty closed up to stand on that she would take one foot on and off but she really liked the pad and um, this dog uh, had some growling testing don't touch me Right. Um, and, and finally I was able to, to acknowledge and even get some tail wagging out of her. Yeah. Which was not something this dog did. There she is. Wag her tail. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting how base narrow she is, right? She wants to stand, even though she could step off the back. She kind mm-hmm. of stands like go to yeah. kind of a, if it was a horse, I'd start looking at its feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that's where... I'm just, did you try the slant with this dog? I did. You can see it was back there, but she kept tucked up. Right. And, um, and as I, I, I actually brought it onto the purple pad more. Um, and, and, you know, it was, right. it was enough to get to this point. Exactly. Exactly. That, that, but, you know, just looking at this dog, it's like, oh, that slant. I really love that. A, it makes the table a little longer because you can put it off the back there for her back feet. But B, this kind of roach back position. And that was, it, it. I finally remembered the case that Robin, when Robin got her horse surefoot pads, she started messing with dogs and there was a Saluki. And she actually talks about this in her webinar there was a Saluki that everybody had looked at this dog and nothing had helped its roach to back and it's really tight hindquarters until they put it on the slant and then it just changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I definitely would have done a lot more, but it got me enough to get to this point and me running out of time. Right. Right. Um, You're there to do a job and, and yeah. And, um, and, um, and you can see it's February 27th. So it was right before COVID and, and yeah, we, things were getting dicey. Right. So I w- I'm, this is the last time I saw this 
first and last time I saw this dog. So it would have been nice to experiment some more. Yeah. Hopefully you'll get the chance. Um, do uh, Is that the last one you have there? Yeah, I have the video um, that I can go look for. I was just going to say, unshare your screen for a minute so that we can actually see you. Anna. Because when you go searching for things, yeah, it'll unshare your screen anyway. So stop share. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But it's it's really interesting. Like you're there to do a job, and what you're trying to do is help the dogs be more comfortable with that job in relatively short amount of time. And that's what you you've got quite a number of dogs here that you've shown us at least ten, maybe a dozen. Um, and to see the consistency of the same things basically happening over and over and the consistency of the slant that's very very interesting yes. um and yes. um yeah fascinating really yeah. fascinating um so this this for me is great because uh you know if i see a dog it's once in a while at a clinic somebody's got a dog and we walk them over the pads but um to see this sort of concentration of uh circumstances and dogs it's really wow it okay gets my brains working because we've, we've talked about making a pad for the dog grooming table, just, you know, a, just a sheet. And I don't know how many different size tables there are, or if it's pretty standard sized. Um, we can go research that. We can just Google it and find out. Um, but that, you know, I mean, anything we can do to help the dogs be more comfortable. Um, let's see. Oh, were any of the dogs that you tried with the pads averse to using them? That's a good question. You know, much like the horses, um, I would just have, I think that's what, what's, what's handy about having the smaller pad mm. is I would just put it there. It'd be like not, not having, you know, my, my brush on the table or so, you know, they're just there. Um, I never saw an issue with any dog that didn't consider the pad. They started to get, you know, even lane or, being next to it, I, I would um, um, put it next to them, slide it next to them, and they would just start searching it out. I mean, it's kind of like its own draw. Yeah, that's fascinating. So actually, in a way, having one that filled the whole table wouldn't be good because there isn't the contrast. It's like, well, I think so, Wendy. I think that yeah. having, um, you know, once you started to, to bring on the, the sand on the top made a difference. Um, yeah. The, having a little bit of grip we thought was really, really important. Um, but yeah. it could also be that if you had two, you could have half the table with the pad and as the dog has the choice to explore, you could always then add the second half and so that they had the whole table or if you had a large dog. More, more food for thought. Brad's going to hate me because I'm going to go back and ask for more prototypes. <laughs> He's the one who gets to write them all up and figure them out and send them to our manufacturer and chase them down and um, get them. I just, I get them for five seconds and go yes or no. <laughs> or send them out to somebody and go, what do you think? But um, Su Susie, it is, we've kind of run over a little bit. It is 522. Um, I think this is plenty. Let me just see. There's a question. Let me just check on this question and see. Uh, were any of the dogs who tried the, okay, that was this. Yeah, thank you, um, Barb, for asking it down in the, in the chat because sometimes I don't get. Um, but just so interesting to see the consistent pattern of, you know, slight exploration, a little more exploration, you know, coming around to it, coming around to you, um, and how similar that really is to the horses. It's really, really cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing is that dogs just are, have a different, a different way of looking at it than the horses. And then it becomes similar at the beginning. It's not the same. And especially if you, if, if, if there's an agenda involved. Yeah, sure. That's um, always it, the case, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, you start seeing subtleties and you, you got to know what to look for. Right. And, um, it's just been, it's been really fun. And I, I was blessed to work at this facility. So uh, yeah. that, would, that would open that to me and not make me stay on a crunch time. And Right. Well, and maybe we'll have to talk about maybe taking those videos and editing them a little bit and editing this and actually creating little stories about the dogs. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll be talking to you about that. Okay. Um, but this has been really, really interesting. Um, and I'm just really grateful that you collected this and you know you could get back and take a picture and and um and you know the stories about the dogs and that you've been willing to share that with us it's been great yeah. it's gonna just keep me you know like i i felice is back there constantly asking me about sure paws and we are once we get the sure foot website really up to speed um we'll be then going into the sure paws one and i i've got a lot of work to do you know because I've got to get all the marketing materials, the wraps and everything for the pads, just like the horses. Um, and I've been busy trying to get the other things done, but this definitely spurs me on to, to, to that project and make sure because if we can bring about that much change for people that are, are willing and not every groomer is going to be willing. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, Feldenkrais takes a lot of, a lot of time. Um, and the pads just help that along. Right. So somebody that doesn't understand or doesn't, isn't recognizing that, I mean, the pads, once you know what to look for and you offer that and you just curious about it, you know, I, I just hope that we can change this industry. So there are more dogs that are happy about going yeah. to the spa instead of dread it. <laughs> right. Well, and the thing, you know, like everything, it takes some time and some education, but I think more and more people are becoming open to these ideas and they certainly see it in the horses and there's a lot of horse people that have dogs. So as we, we kind of can start moving that direction just from the, the, um, the team that we already have and that we're yeah. constantly building. Well, Susie, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and talk to you more about using uh, pads with dogs, can they, where can they reach you? Can they shout out to you? Um, right now I'm in a transition of moving from California to Tennessee. Um, oh, you are. I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. But they can find you on Facebook. Yeah. Susie Zielinski. I have two sites, but, um, one that has me and, and a halflinger I'm ponying. So that's the one you can reach out to me, uh, PM me. I'm um, yep. on instant message too. And when do you expect um, to be in Tennessee? When is that move going to be complete? 15th. We move on the 15th. Of this month? Of this month, hopefully okay. things will be. We have be to give you a little settling in time to Tennessee. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Well, we will. And then we'll be back and you're closer. And so that's great. <laughs> you're yes. only 10 hours from me instead of across the country when you're in Tennessee. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for tuning in.
Um, as I said, we, we don't have the Sherpas up on the store yet, but if you really are interested, I do have some half, some small medium pads in stock and I do have some slants. So just email me at wendymurdoch.com and we can just um, negotiate that out um, privately through email. And um, for all of the webinars, please go to the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. I will post this one there, but I will also post it on the new uh, channel Surepaws, which we're just starting. So there's not much there right now, but yes, we're, we're getting there, you know, one step at a time um, uh, and, um, and we'll have more soon. So thank you great. all for joining me. And thank you, Susie. This has been great. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Bye. Bye-bye.